Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early rising show of coffee and crypto and cannabis stocks for Financial Fridays. Uh, live via Facebook, recording New Money Matrix podcast, which is available on Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, I believe, and a couple other apparatuses. But um, definitely for those that don't want to keep their screen all locked up, having to watch the Facebook videos, <clears throat> you can go on about your, your, you know, your day and come back later and listen to the podcast at a later, later time. You know what I mean? And still get all the jewels. Um, least the visuals that I share during the uh, Coffee and Crypto show. So, um, I mean, when we look today, it, even though you see red, this is the thing you want to be mindful of, family. Even though you see red, red doesn't really mean too much. Like EOS, we're only down 0.44%. That's a half a percent. Bitcoin, down 0.35%. That's not even a half a percent. Uh, BCH taking a, a, a little bit of worser uh, hit at 2.95% losses, but it was at $300. It's down 200 to 298 That's not even, you know what I mean? So what I mean by saying that is that it can look a lot worse than what it really, 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 really is. You know what I mean? You could look at it and be like, oh, it's over with the words, it's crashing. Because it looks like this if you really don't know what you're reading. You know what I mean? It, 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 it ain't as, let me see what, man, Tesla's up 5.37%, damn. Also, want to take a look at Smartlands. For those that are interested, this is available on the, um, in fact, they got their own, now that I think about it, they got their own exchange market also. Let me show you that. Um, but you can also get them on the Stella X exchange market. Let me show you this. Now, I uh, I actually, man, when did I first start sharing Smartlands? Probably maybe six months ago. Let me see. Let's see. Because the, the thing about it is, man, a lot of these jewels that, you know, you start seeing coming and pumping. And it's like, man, I told people about them, man, way back when. So let's look at. Let's look at Smartlands. Let's see. Let's see. That's November 2018. Was that when I first got into uh, SLT? It may be. Up 140% at the time. What was this? This was... Oh, okay. Here we go. I first called Smartlands at point... Um, that'd be 56,250 sats in BTC at about $3.75. And that was on November 5th on the... On November uh, 5th. On the 27th of November, SLT traded at an all-time high of 152,722 satoshis for a total gain of 96,507 sats that's over 170% ROI within 22 days that's my number four in full effect I don't even remember what the number four had to do with it at the time now imagine if I had a group of individuals who each bought one share as a collective in the range of say about 50 as a collective we would have more than doubled our investment in less than 30 days with great buying power than one with greater buying power than one affordable crisp uh yep yeah so Family, that, that's, that, that's just one example of the jewels. I'm about to share that. That's the shit. I like that. I'm about to share that. That's an example of some of the jewels I'll be dropping in this space.
And just imagine if we had did that. A group of 50 people all bought. Remember, it's only $3.75. So let's say a group of 50 put in 20 bucks. Um, and you know what I'm saying? That, that 20 on 50 goes up 170%. You know what I mean? You know what type of buying power that is? And that's just with 20 bucks. Then you can switch it to 200, then 2,000. And then think, it's groups out here that are doing that with 200,000, 2 million. You know what I mean? So it's like I said, the space is huge. There's a lot of opportunity out here for individuals just getting in who have been in. Um, let me see. Is this Smart Lens? This is Smart Lens. Looking nice right now. Going for 37 uh, Stellar Lumens. As it is what it is sold for um, because it is, it is a native of the Stellar Lumens uh, exchange market. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can log in. Give me one second. Let me. Just so I can show y'all the interface. I want to show y'all the interface. Let me see. Um. Let me see if everything's still working. <sighs> Perfect. Let's see. Let's look at our markets. Here we go. So this is Smart Lens as it is on the uh, Stella X exchange market. Let me see. This is a one-day, 30-minute chart. Let's look at last seven days. This is April 15th, 13th. Three-hour chart, 14 days. There we go. So what it seems to be forming on here, excuse me, because remember, this is different. This is the thing you want to keep keep and comprehend also, family. When you trade versus different um, currency pairs, the charts aren't really going to look the same. So how we're looking at this 30-day, 12-hour chart of Smartlands versus Stellar Lumens or uh, the Stellar Token, when we come over here and we look at Smartlands versus the dollar, it's going to show us something totally different, though the... Pricing of each pair is actually still the same. You see what I'm saying? So the movement might be different versus that certain currency, but the end result, no matter what, if you hold that cryptocurrency, you'll be able to exchange it for whichever one you want. So just because it's trading at 35 XLM, it's also trading at $4.24 as of right now, which made a real nice bounce off this 50% retracement level at $3.67. So this is what? This is the run from February. In fact, hold on. This might be... Let me shrink this down real quick. This might be after the uh the pump, the, the original pump. It is. So there we go. Look at that comeback. This is the original pump. I got it in, let me see, November 5th. November 5th. November 5th. So I got it in around this area right here, November 5th. Damn. Got it in at the right time. So... Let me see. If we take Fib, let me 
see. Let's do a swing low to a swing high. Let's flip this over. So you can see on the new move, we came down, we broke all we, we broke all, all support levels. Came down, found our found some support though. We did find some support, which just so happens to be on the back of earlier resistance. Look at this right here. You see that? Resistance, resistance, resistance the whole time. When it broke that, that's what gave us its, its, its momentum for it to run up like it did. Then we had a real nice sell-off. In fact, this was between what? November 27th. So damn, we just got in and got the hell up out of there. Uh, between November 27th and February 4th, it had a sell-off. So November, December, January, about three, four months, about three, 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 three months and some change, which within that time you lost, let's see, 68 days, 72% uh, of the gains that you uh, garnered. Now, since then, what you've done is. or would have been able to get back within a 42-day period is 184% gains. One hundred 184% within not even two months. One month and a couple days. Maybe maybe a, a week and a half. You understand what I mean? So right now what you're seeing is a nice retracement, a nice sell-off, nice organic, nothing too pumped and crazy looking. This is a real nice, and then when you look at the tech behind this company, right, not only do they got their own platform for you to issue security tokens on, when you look at Smartlands as a, because remember, this is, what I, this, is what I, this is the thing that I really, really, really want y'all to comprehend. Even though we're able to trade these things off like marbles or baseball cards, you know what I'm saying, willy-nilly at the, at the click of a button, you got to comprehend that you are trading off some of tomorrow's Fortune 500 companies. Like these are tomorrow, these are tomorrow's powerhouses that we're able to trade in right now, and your your thing really should be is yes, get up your account and your your checks and balance account, but at the same time, invest, hold, research, figure out who you holding, what they're doing. You know what I mean? Some of these tokens give you the ability to perform in the uh, position of a fiduciary. No, nah, not even a fiduciary. Um, well, yeah, sort of in a fiduciary uh, position, whereas for the, like the maker uh, system, for instance, if you hold the maker DAO coin, then you are part of the governance system, meaning when voting goes on, you have the right to vote towards certain um, comings and goings or the evolving of that platform itself. You know what I mean? So, and, 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 and that ain't got nothing to do with the price of the token. It has to do with you holding power because you hold that, that certain... Um, token within your possession so they got upcoming projects um, this is more so for real estate um, you raise capital I got a couple of videos I think I'm going to have to come and do a, a full out review of Smartlands once again how you investments only invest with fiat or crypto clear options of existing investments fully compliant under international law that's key blockchain based fast secure and transparent expert uh, experience team and reputable partners 
financing of advanced agricultural projects provides ample opportunities for security token investors, meaning they can issue security tokens. Security tokens representing fractional ownership in real estate pro properties will unlock liquidity for the largest asset class and revolutionize wealth creation. Pay attention to the shit that we're going through right now, family. Please don't get in this thing and just be like, look, I want to buy this and then sell it off and make some money. Nah, that's the, that's, that's, that's the old way of thinking. That's that consumer-based thinking because you want to sell it off because you want to go buy some shit. Don't think like that. You want to get in here and build wealth for your family for generations to come. Too long we haven't been thinking about our grandkids, great-great-grandkids. Let alone great, 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 great grandkids. You can set yourself up to be, not even yourself, you can set your lineage up to be decent by what you do today. And that's what other individuals in positions of wealth have been doing for the longest. And right now, the playing field's sort of been evened out for any and everybody to sort of get in here and get on top of this digital wealth transition that's going on right now. And people really going to miss the boat and really get on. The average person that gets into cryptocurrency gets in based off of greed, um... Greed-based intentions. You just want to get in here and get some money. You really don't care too much about the tech. Yeah, you hear about Ripple. Yeah, you hear about Dash. Oh, that's cool. They're using it as a currency in Venezuela. That's all right. Well, let me get in here and turn this hundred to a thousand, so I can take this thousand and then go buy something with it. And then you know, yada 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 yada. You know what I'm saying? Materialistically, but not thinking like, okay, let me put this hundred in here, go to a thousand, put that in the trust, leave that to my son. Right now, 2019. So in 20. 40, you understand what I mean? And then let me sign this one, put this one in a whole nother trust for the seeds that may come down the line. It's, 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 and then it's not even so much of a trust because you can write your own code. And it's so cold right now. I ain't going to lie. It's too much I could go into, but I would really want to get into the show as a whole. Uh, don't get too sidetracked, which I already know how I can get when I really, really, really dive in to the possibilities that are before us right now. So, um... Yeah, Smartlands is definitely something you want to check out, family. Definitely something you want to check out. Now, first and foremost, st first story coming to us right now is uh, by way of Forbes. I really don't know how to feel about it because you know what they say. Once everyone starts talking about it and, you know, you get in the taxi cab and the taxi's talking about, yeah, you should buy Bitcoin. That's usually the time you should get the fuck out. <laughs> Excuse my language. That's usually the time you should get the heck out the hell out of the way. You know what I mean? So um, Forbes came out and they said a news report suggests it's a good time to buy Bitcoin again. Hmm. I don't know. Should you listen to what they say? Is this the best time to short Bitcoin now? I mean, no matter what, it's a store of value um, outside of somebody looking at it through the eyes of a trader. You know what I mean? So it's much like gold. You don't hold gold. This is the thing people don't really, 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 really comprehend. And I really want to step on this real quick. A store of value means you want to store your value somewhere where it will be stable, safe from a volatility. It's not you putting your money somewhere that you want it to go constantly go up and up and up and up. And no, a store of value means you want to store it. Gold is a store of value. You do not hold gold to get rich. You do not hold gold to get rich. I'm going to say this again. You do not hold gold to get rich. These are the facts. Gold is a representation of true wealth because it is a store of value, one of the top physical stores of value. But you holding gold is not going to get you a thousand percent return at the end of the year. It's just it's not like don't even fathom no shit like that. So we really got to get a comprehension level of what it means to trade, invest, invest long term, store of value, intrinsic value. Um, tangible, non-tangible, you know what I mean? It's a space that you really want to dig in and really get a fuller comprehension of what you're investing in. 
and 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 just the terminology that you're using because you don't want to go somewhere thinking you know some shit, talking some shit, using these words, and then you around some people that really know what the hell they talking about, and you look like a jackass. Like what? Like no, nah, that doesn't mean that. Like what are you talking about? Go to the moon. Gold doesn't go to the moon. In fact, let's take a look at gold. I don't even. Let's take a look at gold real quick. We'll take a look at gold versus another uh, form of uh, another asset. Just real quick before we get into the story. So let's look at the U.S. Uh, dollar value of gold. Damn, in fact, gold right now is actually in a downtrend. But um, let's look at it on the weekly, monthly. This is from 1990. Is this 99 or 89? 99, okay. This is from year 1999. And 99, what was this, August, roughly the month of August of 99, Gold was selling at two hundred and six between two fifty and two sixty a share for an ounce. So you could buy an ounce of gold for like two fifty, two sixty back in nineteen ninety nine. I was it don't matter. But uh so since then gold had a nice run up from between remember that take 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 note of the year ninety nine up until What is that? 2011? So from 99 to 2011, right? That's what? 12 years? In 12 years, gold brought back 560%. In 12 years, pay attention, family. And you don't have those type of dips where, oh, well, you could have bought this dip and sold, uh, sold that rally. Nah, that shit ain't move like that. So, 560% in 12 years. Okay. Um, let's see. In fact, no. This is BitTorrent. Uh, BitTorrent's actually up from uh, the price that it even started out with on Binance, which is a real good thing because a lot of times you see things get dumped, pumped, and then dumped. So, what's that? 237% in five days. So you got 12 years versus five days for half the value. Am I correct? What was that? Five. Almost half the value. Another example. BNB. In fact, perfect example. Trading at $4.23 just the beginning of December. Currently up. Hold on. Let's pay attention to this. That was a 12-year run, right? That was a 12-year run with gold, with BNB token, which I've been talking about for about two years. You got about 398%. And what's that? From December 7th to April 20th? I mean, that's one hell of a uh, return. 12 years to not even 12 months. 
roughly four months. And this wasn't no like sporadic pump and dump. No, this was nice, gradual, organic growth that you're seeing come out of BNB coin. I told y'all a long time ago BNB coin was going to be a $100 token and beyond. And you're actually going to see that coming to fruition within this year. I, I expect right now we're at 23.37 and growing. So, anyways, the new report from Adam Ad, uh, Adamant Capital concludes that it is now time to start accumulating Bitcoin before the next bull market begins. In the past, Adamant Capital has published reports on Bitcoin as a significantly undervalued asset in both 2012 and 2015. Now at 75% below its 2017 all-time high, we believe the current bear market represents an exceptional opportunity to value investors. For value investors, excuse me. Um, says the news report from the new report from co-authors Tor Demister and Mikael Lacroix. Uh, during this accumulation phase, Adamant Capital expects Bitcoin to trade between a range of three thousand and sixty-five hundred. Not bad, uh, not too too outrageous. I can agree with that. Additionally, the report shares the fund's belief that a capitu capitulation event took place in the Bitcoin market in November two thousand and eighteen when retail investors fled the market. And the Bitcoin price dropped or declined by 48%. This is a, uh, I guess a tweet they put out. Relative unrealized profit and loss is a key indicator tracked by Adamant Capital. And the report indicates a recent change in market sentiment based on this metric. The recent price rally from 4000 to over 5000 markedly improved HODLers unrealized P&L, improving our reported sentiment value from capitulation to hope. Says the report. The retail speculators are gone. The report from Adamant Capital mentions the exit of retail investors from the Bitcoin market on multiple occasions. A variety of data points are used to back up this claim to the report. According to the report, Google Trends data seems to confirm retail investors' apathy and disinterest as searches have dropped to levels similar to what we've seen in March of 2017 when the price was around $1,500. When they say retail, they're talking about mom and pop. Supposedly, you and I, who allowed the market to be manipulated, allowed us to exit our positions, and then allowed big money to come in and buy up cheap Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Because when you really step back, I'm going to get into that later on. Um, the report also points to the relatively low levels of volatility seen in the Bitcoin price lately as an indicator of less involvement from retail investors. So let's take a look at something real quick. Let me see. Get rid of that, 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 that. I want to take a look at two different markets uh, real quick. Let's take a look at BTC on, what is that, Bitstamp versus the dollar? Because I want to look at volume. Where's my volume at? Let me see. Let me get my volume over here. There we go. What is this? This is a day chart. And look how high that volume is right there. This is April. This is the first coming into April. Look how high that volume was. Hold on. Let 
Let me see when was how high was that? We haven't had volume that high on the buy side since February 6 of 2018. And it was extremely high then, but that's the last time we had volume. Hold on. Yep. February 6th. So when we come and we look at Bitcoin, let's say on Coinbase. Nice volume. And let me see. I'm trying to compare the volume on two different exchange markets with two different set of um where is it Bitfinex that I'm looking for? Let me see. Nah, because Bitfinex had a nice amount of volume back then. Um let's see who's buying up this Ethereum also. Mm, very high volumes of Ethereum. Very, very, very high volumes of Ethereum. Good, cheap Ethereum. Um, let me see. High Bitcoin. Uh, the story goes on to say high Bitcoin volatility could be a proxy for the involvement of trigger-happy retail speculators, whereas low volatility tends to coincide with the phases of consolidation, a path and accumulation of the return of the hodlers. Adamant Capital also covers the actions of long-term holders of Bitcoin in the report. These long-term investors are often referred to as hodlers, and they have long been theorized to have the largest impact on the Bitcoin price. The actions of these long-term Bitcoin hodlers can be analyzed via public blockchain data, meaning you can look on the blockchain and see them. According to the Adamant Capital report, long-term Bitcoin investors were adding to their position for the first three quarters of 2018 in hopes that the price would stop falling and eventually rebound. That all changed November 2018, says the report, as the price dipped below 6000 Holders panicked and sold off coins. From November 14th to 16th, over 70,000 Bitcoin days were destroyed. Wow. Holy shit. Which was the biggest move of old Bitcoin since February 23rd of that same year. Um, Bitcoin days destroyed is a measurement of Bitcoin network transaction volume based on the amount of Bitcoin sent multiplied by the number of days that Bitcoin had been dormant. Indeed, a lot of institutional investors got cold feet in late 2018, which we learned from talk. And what was I telling y'all the whole time? What was I saying? Accumulate. Number one, I was telling you that we were going to go into a, a bear market. Everyone else was saying, oh, when we was, around, when we was treading that $6,000 mark, I was showing y'all how it was forming a, a descending triangle. And I'm like, man, this shit's supposed to go down. It ain't supposed to go up. I don't know why everyone's saying it's supposed to go up. I actually flipped the screen or flipped the uh, chart upside down and showed everybody. Like, look, if this is right side up, this would look like an ascending triangle. And then, yes, you would have a bullish formation. But for the simple fact that we were looking at it right side up, upside down, right side up, the simple fact we were looking at it in the right way, goddammit, the thing was supposed to go down and it did go down, just like I said. So, um, let me see. Where I leave off? Uh, indeed, a lot of institutional investors got cold feet, which blah 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 blah. So yeah, people sold off. Um, let me see. The situation has improved, so they say. 
So they say. It goes on to say, according to the report, market sentiment improved in early 2019, and there are parallels that could be drawn with previous Bitcoin market cycles. We conceded the 2018 drawdown of 84% from the all-time high is on par with drawdowns from the previous cycles, down 92% in 2011 and 85% in 2014 and 2015. In our opinion, the parallel with previous cycles is sufficient to validate our thesis that we are back in undervalued territory, says the report. And they're saying that at $5,000. Think about it. They're coming out and telling you that we're undervalued at $5,000. But nobody was talking about it at $3,100. Oh, we're supposed to go down to $2,018. And y'all already know what I always have said. I don't do price predictions. I just look at the charts. If we break support, then goddammit, we're going to go down to another support level. If we break resistance, then nine times out of ten, we're going to test the next resistance level. It's that easy and that simple for me. It really ain't no... Oh, is Bitcoin going to be 20000 at the end of this year? Is it going to be 40000 Well, first, we've got to cross that $6,000 barrier, in my opinion. If we can cross 6000 and come back down and retest 6000 in any type of significant way, then, of course, we can tread along. But is this thing just going to go parabolically to the upside? Shit, it can. And it has. But I don't, I don't call none of that. If it does that, then I'll, I'll ride the wave with it. You know what I mean? But, uh... In Adamant Capital's view, this is simply a continuation of Bitcoin's gradual transition from steep cycles and high volatility to shallower cycles and lower volatility. While the markets could dip back down for a retest of the November lows, or lower still, to further digest the 100-fold run-up of 2015 to 17, we feel strongly that Bitcoin is undervalued at these prices, says the report. So... That's Forbes coming out, article. Dropped it at 6.49 a.m. I don't even see if they got anybody uh, looking at it. Um, let me see, moving right along. This was real interesting that people reached out to me asking about it. Why the New York um, rejected Bitrix application for a bit license. And I actually wanted to go over this and cover it. Um, I haven't read it yet, so this will be my first time looking at it, reading it right along with y'all. So um, first off and foremost... Um, let's get a roll call. Let me know who we got checking in, where you're checking in from. Also, is anybody affected by this new um, announcement coming out out here in New York? I know I got some people from NY that's checking in. I should. Let me see who we got checking in over here. Grand Rising, everybody. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Um, yep, yep. Let me see. Uh, that's not the gold that is back in the American dollar, is it? What gold? What are you talking about? There's been no gold back in the U.S. dollar since 71. All we have is promissory debt notes. Right. Uh, that's not the same gold that is back in the American dollar. No, nah, that's the same gold that you use Federal Reserve notes to discharge and offset to um, obtain gold, though. Using that foreign commercial paper. But nah, it ain't back bad though. So we got Texas checking in. What's going on, Brother Trotter? We got Rockford, Illinois checking in. What's going on, Brother Keith? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee checking in. Let me see who, we got, who all we got checking in. Sacktown, Cali. What's going on, Miss Agnes? Austin, Texas is in the building. Brother Jumar, what's going on? Peace, peace. Family, if y'all can, please share this out also. Share this out so people can get this information. We ain't even got into no charts or anything yet. We haven't even got into looking at the charts yet. So please share this out also. Miss L coming in from uh, Minnesota. Grand Rising, what's going on? Salam alaikum, Islam, Shalom, peace. 
How's everybody doing? We got Miss White checking in from Delaware. Hey, real interesting, Miss White. You have to check out the Lenape Indians of Delaware. Please check out the Lenape Indians. They had a they had a a, a, a community out there in Kent County called Moortown. They were originally known as the Moors, and then the European settlers or Colonizers, colonizers came in and restatus or reclassified them. This is all facts too, family. I'm not just spitting some shit off. Off this fact, but they came in and uh, relabeled them uh, colored people, Negro. Do the research. Real interesting. Check out. Don't don't even look up the Delaware Moors. Just look up the Lenape Indians. Look up Moortown. Real interesting. That's for you, Miss White. Um, but uh, let me see. Getting right into the story. Come on, I know I got more people than that checking in. We got about 14, 15 people watching. I know we got more. I know we got more of the city checking in than that. You know, oh uh, uh, well, yeah, people might want to be private though. You're right. Everybody don't want to know where you're checking in from. Anyways, uh, Bitrix reportedly aims to get the facts straight about the denial of its license applications by the New York State Department of Financial Services or the DFS in recent statements to the media, including CoinDesk. But the cryptocurrency exchange leaves out the context necessary to understand its failure to comply with the DFS's licensing requirements. It continues to misstate the fact that it presents a misleading picture about the denial. Excuse me. First, Bittrex claims that DFS did not provide guidance to the company and that the company's application sat on DFS's desk for years. These statements are untrue. Bittrex either misunderstands or misrepresents the meaning of guidance, a terminology is a mother, uh, from a regulator in the context of a license application, pay attention, that you would, you would have to research this whole sentence as they said it. Because they, they said that they either misunderstood or misrepresents the meaning of guidance from a regulator in the context of a license application. Like, in all honesty, it sounds stupid when you read shit like that, but you really, 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 to really comprehend the stuff we're reading today, you really have to break it down to yourself, almost like you're simple-minded, and then figure out what guidance is, what a regulator is, what context and how it's being used in this sentence, what is the actual definition of a license, and what a application means. Real, real shit. Like, DFS guidance consists of informing an applicant of the regulatory requirements for a license and pointing out deficiencies that need to be addressed before a license is granted. Like, that sentence right there probably makes no damn sense to anybody. But you need to understand what stuff like that means because a lot of way that the world is ran is through use of verbal consent. And you might not even know that you consent to something because you don't know what the hell you just read or signed. You sign contracts every single day. And within this cryptocurrency space, you sign smart contracts every single time you transact with Ethereum. You know what I mean? Uh, the info on the Lenape, uh, Brother Jumar. What you talking about, the uh, info on the Lenape? The corrective work to address deficiencies remains the applicant's responsibility. Hey, that, that's cold right there. Check it out. They said the corrective work to address deficiencies remains the applicant's responsibility. Ignorance to the law is no excuse. Ignorance to the law is no excuse is what they just said. Meaning, if just because you didn't know how this shit worked, and this is how it works, that's your fault. Because you had all capabilities to figure out how it works. So when people go into these courtrooms and these systems and boo-hoo and, oh, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, well, we didn't hide it from you. Not We didn't teach it to you, but we also didn't hide it from you. You draw what I'm saying? So you definitely got to start looking at things like that. 
Uh, throughout the application process, Bittrex was repeatedly informed of the regulatory requirements for the licenses sought and provided with letters describing its efficiency so the company could address them. Instead, the company spent many rounds of interaction with DFS either, com either promising compliance and failing to deliver it or trying to persuade DFS that, unlike other regulated firms, it did not have to comply. Mm, interesting what they were trying to get them to uh, you know, fly with. Bittrex's initial application had many deficiencies, including weak customer due diligence. So you'll have to figure out exactly. Because, okay, they can say, oh, you have weak customer due diligence. A lack of transaction monitoring and an absence of experienced compliance staff. What the hell does any of that mean? Like, in all actuality. I don't know how that happened. Hold on. Where do we leave off? More than 70% fake name accounts. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get into this right here. Um, where the fuck can we leave off at? Ah, there we go. Um, there we go. All right. So you would have to know exactly what, like, what does that mean? Weak customer due diligence. Meaning you didn't do your due diligence on each customer's. Um, what is due diligence? What is diligence? DFS staff repeatedly communicated to Bittrex the department's concerns regarding these deficiencies. Bittrex repeatedly promised improvements and solutions, but ultimately failed to meet the requirements. Okay, so we get into transaction monitoring. Bittrex's story of a commitment to compliance is wholly undermined by key omissions concerning this long-term transaction monitoring non-compliance. According to an American, banking, American Banker article, the company's chief compliance and ethics officer, John Roth. Hmm, I wonder why they have it spelled like that. Said the company has a suspicious transaction monitoring process that's partially automated and partially manual. It had been taking steps to fully automate it. In fact, DFS repeatedly informed Bixrix that it needed a robust transaction monitoring system. After promising that a transaction monitoring system would be implemented well before 2018, Bittrex finally hired compliance staff to create one in early 2018. After nearly a year of work, Bittrex rolled out what turned out to be a manual transaction monitoring system in December of 2018, only capable of handling a small volume of transactions, lacking the comprehensive and accurate risk assessment that must underlie any compliance program. A transaction monitoring system that is not based on comprehensive risk assessment and uses only transaction size to select targets for scrutiny cannot be called a risk-based system. Everything is about status. Everything. According to pass off a wholly inadequate limited capacity manual system while Bittrex was using rapid fire electronic systems to process millions of trades could only be bad faith or extremely bad judgment. And these are, I'm going to tell y'all something, bad faith. These are actual legal terms, facts, like legal terms. If Bittrex continues to tout this December 2018 system as in any way adequate, after being clearly told of its shortcomings, it is either evidence of an intent, very strong word in the legal uh, world, intent, to mislead regulators and markets, because that could be the difference between breaking the crime or just being stupid. Or evidence of genuine, oh, and they go right. Evidence of genuine, genuine ignorance. If you can, this is the thing in law. 
if they charge you ever with intent to do something, I mean, number one, when you really, really, really dig down into it, they can't tell if you intend to do anything because you can't read the thoughts and actually put it on a map in order to be judged by 12 or by a judge. So they have certain guidelines that they put out there that say, well, if you reach this, this, and this, and this, we can imply that you intended to do it no matter what your thoughts may have been. You may have just had this, this, and this, and this, and this coincidentally in the same format, around the same area, whatever the case may be. It does not mean that you intended. But when you look at being intent, at when you look at the intent or what your intentions were versus you just being genuinely ignorant, if you can, if you can prove, prove, Genuine stupidity, right? Not even stupidity. I'm going to use ignorance because ignorance is just lack of knowledge. Um, stupidity is having the knowledge and still ignoring to uh, adhere by or um, follow. But um, if you can prove ignorance, then you cannot be held liable for the intent. Uh, anyways, uh, moreover, Bittrex's grossly inadequate transaction monitoring system is exasperated by an additional deficiency. <laughs> Incomplete or missing customer identity data. These people want that information, man. Don't get it twisted, family. Without accurate customer names, any pretense at customer due diligence, right, or other compliance, including compliance with foreign, excuse me, with office of foreign asset control, sanctions is a sham. As to its customer due diligence failures, Bittrex claimed to media outlets that the fake accounts cited by the regulators were not active ones. But, in fact, more than 70% of the fake name accounts sampled by DFS had been active accounts at some point. And some still contained funds at the time of the DFS on-site review in 2019 of Bittrex operations, which could simply be dust. Because Bittrex did come in and do a whole... I can remember when individuals, like, could not get into... Hey, real shit... I remember when people were selling Bittrex accounts. Real, hey, for anyone that's been in this space for any time, I remember when people. What, where's crypto pimping at? Hold on, let me scroll over here and look at the. Uh, let me look at the uh, comments, brother Coleman. You still in here with us, brother Coleman? You still in here with us? I remember when they were selling Bittrex accounts. Real shit. I um, had to take something so. Just rejoining your live. Brave Browser didn't update for the app, so you can earn back now on your phone or tablet. Uh, you earn $8 worth in three days. That's the shit. New, eight, new, new money matrix, family. New money matrix. But uh, bitches, gross lack of compliance. Because so, what had happened was, I mean, when I first got into cryptocurrency, you really didn't need an ID for anything. Like, not even really. You didn't. All you needed was an email account, and that was it. Sign up, get on, start trading. That was it. That's all. I was telling people during the summer of 2017, like, because when I got in, I'm like, man, this shit can't never be this sweet. Like, what? So I'm telling people, like, man, y'all really better need to get in now because it's not going to be this easy for you can just use an email and sign up for this stuff one day. I'm like, it's going to be, they're going to close the doors. And sure enough, as as that price started going up, man, doors start closing. They start asking for this, that, the third. Um, Man, I've been through some real crazy times within this crypto space. I've been 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 in some real crazy times in this crypto space. Like I've been through a bull, been through a bear, consolidating, coming back into a bull, gonna go back into a bear. Like not many people in the financial sector. This really what expounds my knowledge base for this 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 
these asset classes. It me is me being able to not only go through but survive, live, and continue to thrive in a going from a bull market into a bear market and still being here. You got to look back. Think about a lot of YouTubers that are around in 2017. A lot of people that were doing signals. A lot of people that were acting like they were cryptocurrency gurus. When that bear came and started swiping Mark's heads off, man, I swear to God, a lot of people start disappearing. A lot of pages start being inactive. I mean, I'm part of so many groups that were live and thriving around November, October, November, December 2017 that right now are completely dormant. Like, nothing going on. It's dead. Finito. You know what I'm saying? So, just me being able to go through those ups and downs and those trials and tribulations within the space gave me a better understanding of it because I didn't run ahead nowhere. I weathered the storm and I learned how to combat that bear. You know what I mean? And that's what you really got to learn to do if you want to be victorious in this space. Um, it's been as, come as hard as getting into ICOs, yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. So they go on to say more trouble in the further taking. Uh, now, what do we leave? Oh, yeah. More trouble in a further sample taking to test customers' due diligence process. 39% of sampled accounts had no name associated with the account, never had the identification checked, and could not possibly be checked for OFAC or other compliance. When Bittrex delivered its new transaction monitoring system in 2018, it has solved nothing concerning the deceptive due diligence, nor did it address the scale of transaction monitoring needed. Bittrex's gross lack of compliance has consequences. When DFS examiners sampled accounts in 2019, their, simple, their small, simple, identified two North Korean accounts. More may exist. At least one North Korean account was active in 2017. At least two Iranian accounts were still active in Bittrex system when DFS examiners visited Bittrex in 2019 and potentially. Pay attention to some of the words they used too, family. Okay, the accounts were still active. What does active mean? Active just means that it's open. That, that doesn't mean that. Okay, it actively had activity. And it, because it, look, it, then it goes on to say that. It could potentially still be usable. So if it's active, wouldn't active mean usable? Why would it have to potentially be usable? Start breaking through the matrix of words, family. It'll surprise you the shit you start reading. Um, in fact, just for instance, I was riding the other day and we seen the... Uh, oh, remember, you don't own nothing in the United States. So I think I seen the, uh, a, a title place and it was like Illinois vehicle... Uh, Illinois vehicle tax, whatever, title, yada, yada, yada. And I when I read it, I said, ah, Illinois vehicle. They're letting you know that any vehicle you buy within Illinois is owned by the state of Illinois. I don't care how much you paid for it. I don't care what title. Well, no, nah, let me not say what title. If you don't hold a Lodeo title, if all you got is just a title, the certificate, which ain't even a title. For anybody that has this vehicle right now, go look at the title. It's going to tell you it's a certificate of title, not the manufacturer's certificate of ownership. Because you didn't pay for it. You gave Federal Reserve notes up for it. So all you did was discharge the offset of debt. You ain't giving nothing of any type of value up for it. So knowing that, when I seen it, I'm like, Illinois vehicle. I'm like, damn, they letting you know right now, like, this is our shit. But anybody else is like, oh, Illinois vehicle, tax, title, yada, 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 and not catch it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, real slick when you start waking up and being able to read. I put a post up the other day saying we were taught how to read, but we weren't taught how to read. These are the facts. These are the simple facts. Um... Let me see. Do do do. Um, where did I leave off at? But yeah, Bitrix, they 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 basically just telling you why they delisted them or why they they booted their ass out of New York. They didn't want to follow protocol. 
So, hey, get up out of here. Um, moving right along, because I think I'm spending too much time on these stories, jibbing, jabbing my mouth. Um, let me see. Let me see, let me see. How much time do I have? Let me see how much time I have real quick on the New Money Matrix podcast. I don't want to run over and have it not recording while I'm, you know, recording the video. Damn, I'm already damn near up at an hour. 47 minutes. Let me go ahead and finish these stories. Okay, undervalued Bitcoin will be a multi-trillion dollar asset class. That's what I keep telling y'all. Stop looking at it as something to get you rich. It's an asset. It's something you're supposed to hold, which will grow your wealth. Think of it like this, family. Think of it like this. When you hold an asset... You don't have any money that's filling up in the bank from the value of that going up. What you have is a checks and a balance system that is tilting the scale in your favor as you have assets that appreciate with time. As they go down, it tilts the scale into the favor of the debt side. You understand what I mean? So when you look at an asset class... You want to look at it in the sense of, okay, this is going to grow my balance. Not so much, I don't even know how to put it really. You don't want to look at none of this shit in dollars, man. Like, you really, really, really want to, like, get out of your mind the dollar is worth something. And just look at it as an instrument because it's just a financial instrument. But uh, let's see what they got to say. A news report. Wait, what? Didn't I just read this? Admin Capital. Well, they're basically talking about the same thing from the first story about Adam and Capital and what they was talking about. So, yeah, trillion-dollar asset class, family. I mean, that's enough said right there. So, I guess that was all the stories. Now, we can get into the top 20 coins real quick. Uh, look at these cannabis stocks. In fact, what we're going to do, let me bring up Live Coin Watch real quick. Then, let's go over here. Let's take a look at some of these top cannabis stocks that I've been watching. Um, David's T, first and foremost. Let's take a look at them. Let me see. Right now at a dollar thirty-nine, pretty much still in a downtrend. Not too much of a change. But what you do see is consolidation going on. Right? Real nice consolidation. So let's see. Daily, weekly. I mean, this thing's flat on the ground pretty much. So it's going to have some hell of a, what's that, $7.95? This thing's at a dollar something? No, $2.85? What is it? No, $1.39, damn. So yeah, it's going to take a lot of work. A lot, a lot, a lot of work. Let me see. There we go. So, Davis T, something you can probably put on the list and watch his movements, maybe. Uh, nothing to be too hyped about. Afria. Afria still in the downtrend. Nothing changed. Trading at $7.65 right now. This is pharmaceuticals. This is healthcare. Um, and right now, coming down, probably. Let me see. We came down, we tested. 
Right now, it's at seven dollars and sixty-five cent. I wouldn't be surprised if we came down and retested the two three six at six ninety-eight. Um, what you're looking for is just a turnaround and trend. I mean, the trend that it's in is bad right now. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. This is a weekly chart. I mean, you were doing good. Let me see. What do we have here? This is from December. I mean, so shit, in 60 days, you've seen the 178% uh, returns on it. You know, was that three, uh, two months? And then you consolidate it, and right now you're seeing a bit of a pullback. So, let's see. What are we looking back? Look at we looking like on this pullback. I mean, you can be on your way down to 736. Right now, you're at 765. Um, yeah, look at look how you... I don't know if y'all can see it that clearly. Probably not, but you got a 236 line right here. And look how it rolled it. I'm talking about swing low to swing high, came down. Now, it did crack that 236 at first, bounced off the 382, came back up, got knocked by the 50% retracement level on our other FIB, Right? As you can see right here. So this is your trading range between the 236 and the 50 on on uh opposite fib fib levels. Look at that. Real remember we were talking about trade levels uh last night? Who was that? Was that with Miss Agnes and Miss L? Was that y'all we were talking about trade levels last night? This is one such trade level. About about I'll say nine percent. Nine percent give or take back and forth. So you could have been getting in and out of here 2%, 3%, 5%, and now it's come down. So will we be looking for an entry on a Freer? I may. Let's see. Target points. Let's look at the, um, hmm. I mean, let's look at our 698 first and foremost. No, excuse me. $7.36. That'll be our first target as far as a, a possible buy-in. As that is the 50% retracement. I always remember your normal levels of retracement are between 38 and 61. So you could definitely see it come down and retest 651 before continuing on in any type of uh, upward pattern. But always remember the trend. That's another thing. That's another thing. You're seeing, you're seeing gains made, but you're seeing lower highs at the same time. Because look back here. You also had a nice pump. What was this? This was August 13th. And in 28 days, you've seen 137% gains. And then you made a lower low. So remember, you can make money even when something's in a downtrend. You just got to know how to play it. You know what I mean? Let me see. InBev, uh, which is, um, I think they were doing something with cannabis-infused drinks, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Bounced off that 618. Hmm. Let me see what we got going on here. Let me clean all this up. Let's start over fresh. I'm going to do a swing high. Do a swing low. <laughs> Normal level of retracement is where? 38 and 61. Where do we hit? 61. Bounce right back down. Now we're at a 236. Real nice. Very nice. Very nice reaction. As you can see... 
when you see the swing high to the swing low, and then you see the route that it took to get where it was and where you're currently at, you base that off of the fib lines and how it reacted with it. We can see clearly that we hit the two, three, six, got blocked, got baller blocked, right? Was able to break it, came back down and retested it. This is what you want to learn, family. Breaks and retests. We came back down. When you retest, that's a positive look. If you can retest it positively. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but we retested that two, three, six to the upside, right? That next day, because we're looking, no, nah, in fact, we're looking at a weekly. Hmm. Anyways, looking at a weekly chart, all candlesticks, you can read them the same, though. Looking at that weekly, we retest it. Nice opening, because green candlesticks open at the bottom and close at the top. Red candlesticks open at the top and close at the bottom. We had a very nice opening, double tweezer top. Broke up, we tested that 50, wick through. Wasn't able to hold, broke back down. I guarantee if we open this up, we got a little bit of uh, consolidation going on on the 382. Let me see. Came down, 38, bounced up, 61. Wait, no, hold on. There we go. Hit the 50, came back down, right? Tested that 236. Look what we got stopped out at. This is the daily chart now. The 382. Couldn't break it. Broke it. What did it do? Retest. Test of the next resistance line, easy, test, 50. And you could, have, you could have played that. You could have played both of those on a trade. Was able to open and close where we found. I'm going to show you all something now. Look right here where you open and close. Hey, let me see if that's, let me open this up. Oh, hold on. There it is, right there. So look at this open and close right here. I'm going to mark this. And I'm going to show you how prevalent that was later on. Remember, we tested, bounced up. Hit the 618. Remember this open and close right here, though. Remember this open and close, is that it? No, that ain't. Oh, right here. Remember this open and close right here. Came up, tested. Came back down. This time we didn't test any of the FIB levels that we previously have. We retested that same level of support. Had a nice reaction. Retested the upside, right? The 618. Broke back down. Look where we hit. That same level of support. Look at that. Same level of support. This time we bounced. We didn't even make it to the 618. We got stopped out at the 50% retracement level. Weren't able to hold any type of momentum when we started to break down. First stop. 382, couldn't hold, fell, found support, which is, huh, surprisingly enough, I don't even have to create a support level. That's the current price that we're at right now. See how we're testing again? And then we consolidated, broke all the way down. What is this, the 236 at $4.69. Man, look at this jump, though. These are them gaps. Let me see, what did this give us? I missed this. This is a damn good one. Three days, not even. 40%. 40% out of uh, new Bev, in Bev. Damn, missed that one. And you could have played it. It's the red man at 236. Look at the reaction back here. Look at this reaction. So now, what are we doing? I'm going to show you right now what you should be looking out for. That 508 right there. 
that could be a strong level of support. That could be a strong level of support. Um, moving right along. Always remember too, family, I can't see y'all, like if anybody's talking or asking questions or anything like that. While I'm doing this, I really can't look at y'all. Um, oh, gold is dropping the van that because it's dropping it, broke out of his trend. Um, I can't see y'all comments or anything like that. I have to come back over there and look myself. But uh, let me see. So yeah, now this is broken out of the, uh, look at that. Oh, shit. Classic, classic, classic head and show. New Money Matrix, uh, we got cut off, uh, starting right back off with just the coin countdown. Uh, coming in right now, circulating market cap, one billion, one, one hundred and seventy-eight billion, three hundred and fifty-three million, eight hundred and eleven thousand, five hundred and eighty-five dollars. You got a 24-hour volume of 20 billion, 200, nope, 20 billion, 191 million, 143,105 dollars. You got a BTC dominance of 51.71% right now. Coming in at number one, Big Bang Hank. Bitcoin trading at 5,229% right now, down 0.1% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number two, you got Ethereum trading at $172, down 0.3% within the last 24. Coming in at number three, you got XRP trading at 33 cents, down 1.5% within the last 24. Coming in at number four, you got Bitcoin Cash trading at $292.21, down 2.3%. What is that? Uh, seventy two point seven percent within the last twenty four hours. Litecoin coming in at eighty dollars and seventy six cents, up one point three percent within the last twenty four hours. EOS coming in at five dollars and forty five cents, barely, barely consolidation. It's barely losing anything. Binance Coin coming in at number ten, uh, trading at twenty three dollars and seventy six cents, up ten point eighty four percent within the last twenty four hours, and up one point eight percent within the last hour. Coming in at number eight, you got Tether trading at a dollar, which is a cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar. And it is pretty much um, trading at 0.2%, down 2% uh, against the U.S. dollar. Uh, coming in number nine, you got Stella Lumens trading at 11 cent, down 0.9% within the last 24. Coming in at number 10, you got Cardano with a 4.8% loss right now, trading at 7 cent. Tron at 2 cent, down 2% within the last 24. Monero up 1%, trading at $68.86. Coming in at number 13, Bitcoin SV trading at 59.59, up a dollar, uh, no, up 1.12%, 1.18% now within the last 24. Coming in at number 14, you got Dash trading at $119, up 0.8% within the last 24. Coming in at number 15, you got IOTA at 31 cents. That's right, only 31 cents for IOTA. Right now it's up point, no, excuse me, down 0.3% within the last 24. Coming in number 16, you got Tezos trading at $1.31, down 2.8% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number 17, you got Neo trading at $10.95, down 0.7% within the last 24. Coming in number 18, you got Ethereum Classic trading at $6.22, down 0.08% within the last 24. Coming in number 19, you got Maker trading at $662, down 2.6%. Coming in last but not least, you got Ontology trading at $1.30, down 2.6%. 6% within the last 24 hours. Family, that is your top 20 coins in the market. Um, real quick, let's take a look at the biggest gainers and the biggest losers. Let's see. See who I got still checking in with me also. Definitely some good prospects right here as far as being on the biggest losers list. MXM, Digitex, Cardano, Pi, Augur, Pivx, Holo, Nose. These right here are some winners actually. These right here, actually, actually, um, I don't know if anybody got pen and pad, but definitely should, uh, could, could write a couple of these down. Definitely could write a couple of these down. Um, these are your top losers right now. Top being Maximine Coin with a loss of 9.6%. Digitex Futures with a loss of 5.5%. Uh, Cardano, 48 
Um, and always remember, family, just because you see these losses, right? <sighs> if something shot up, we'll say over 40% in the last 24 hours, and then you go and you look and it says, oh, it's down 8% in the next 24 hours, it's still up. When I say 24, it's still up 16%. <laughs> in the last two days, you know what I mean? So don't get too caught up by the colors, the numbers, and all that stuff. You really got to comprehend what you're reading. Um, real quick, I got to get on with the day. I got decentralized finance class today. Oh, man. Three-hour class. Um, I'm going to be showing individuals how to collateralize an asset, um, use that to withdraw debt with, and then take that debt and turn it, uh, triple it using 3x leverage in order to maximize their profits. So anybody interested, that's going to be the D5, Decentralized Finance class today. Uh, should be starting around 5, 5 p.m. Central Time, later 6 p.m. Central Time. I think we're going for 5 p.m. Central Time, though. Um, it's a three-hour class, family. You got to come suited and booted. Laptop, MetaMask, um, Trust Wallet, but I prefer laptop and MetaMask um, and be able to do transactions because there's going to be a lot of transacting going on, you know what I mean? So um, let me see. Definitely want to hurry up and get up out of here. Let's look at these biggest gainers real quick also. Up top, we got Electronium, uh, Crypto.com, MCO, Ravencoin up 11%, Binance Coin up 9%, External Token, who's been on the list for the past week, it seems, uh, Engine Coin, Hubby, Walton Chain, Elastos, and Loopring. Family, with that being said, are there any questions or comments in closing before I get up out of here? Any questions or comments in closing before I get up out of here? Ms. Jinka and Ms. Brown, y'all missed, man, y'all missed a, a wonderful, I'm talking about, we've been live for about an hour and a half now, y'all missed a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show. Wonderful show. Definitely go back and replay it um, if you so choose. If you want to, you can also listen in on it on the New Money Matrix podcast available on iTunes. Um, but yeah, family, any questions or comments in closing from anybody before I get up out of here? I'll try to go back live again today around midday. I'll try to do like a 12 o'clock show just to see how the, how, the, how the charts are looking. You know what I mean? For those that may have missed it. KBC, let's take a look at KBC real quick. Um, let me see. KBC versus Bitcoin. Uh, not looking good, my friend. Not looking good. One hell of a pump, though. One hell of a pump. And damn, that 100% uh, retracement. I mean, where, should, where the hell should I pull this from? Yeah, he broke the 786 already. So, uh, yeah. Um, looking for some consolidation and some more move to the upside. Uh, volume hasn't been that high lately. So, um, yeah. Let me see. KBC. Let me see.
And you can look at it like that. Makes it doesn't it doesn't make it look so drastic, but nonetheless, um, lower lows, lower highs. Um, yeah, pretty much going down in the dumps right now. Looking for a turnaround on KBC. Anything else? Anybody else wants to look at? DNT. Take a look at DNT real quick. Um, hmm. Let's take a look at, let me see. Take a look at it versus Binance. District OX. It's actually a nice project. Definitely a nice one to get behind. Let's see. Looking at it on the daily right now. Okay, there we go. There we go. That's where we came from. Okay. Yeah, you got some big shoes to fill. Turn this magnet off. There we go. Um, so yeah, those are your projected profits right there. Where you should be looking to take profit at. Um, where all our red lines are at. Now, let's see. Man, this thing is real wild. Um, hmm. I'm trying to even think where to begin with this. This is all sporadic and crazy. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's not. This isn't like normal price movement. You know what I mean? Oh shit. Uh. Seems like you dump off, come in, dump off. Let me see. Let me see something real quick. I want. I want to at least see what type of trend I'm in. There we go. Okay, yep, looking at it like that, what is our basis for these? What is our Reiku? I wonder what our setting for Reiku is. Set 14. Where's Hakanashi? Okay, there we go. So, yeah. um, Not even too much charting. Let me see what we got here. We do have a base level of support, though, down here around 304 sats. Not bad. This is a cheap. This thing's kind of cheap. Yeah, around down here around 304 sats. Right now, you're at 322. Um, I mean, the possibilities for, for profit on this thing are amazing. Let's see. I mean, off top, you could be looking at anywhere 24% to 37 
91%. Don't think that it's not going to hit these levels either. If we can stabilize and stay above this level, look at the support level. Look at back here. Look at that same. We didn't even know this. Look at that same support level we're bouncing off of. This right here has been a strong level of support right here. If we can constantly, not even constantly, if, the, if this is going to stay stable, right now you can see that turnaround starting to come. It's just, man, these wicks, man, real sporadic. That's the only thing about District OX. We were five cents. We're gravy. Everyone is buying KBC now because of our blockchain voice protocol. I mean, everybody gravy. The whole space is gravy. I'm just talking about charts. Shit on the charts is, 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 is dumping right now. That's all. It ain't nothing personal or emotional. It's dumping as an asset. When you look at other, like, look at DNT. It's moving sideways, but it's dumping momentarily. KBC is in a downtrend right now. I wouldn't buy a, a coin that's in a downtrend. I would wait for stabilization. That's all. We, we talking trading. And then about where it was at, it's about where it's at now. Anybody that bought anywhere up in here right now, you're at a loss. You know, but you're waiting for a turnaround, though. That's what I would be waiting for. But that's a nasty-ass dump, though. Nasty-ass dump. Let's see. And now 65% loss. Well, no, probably about 60. 60 because we're trading right here. But, yeah. That's, I mean, it ain't too many charts looking like this right now. We had one hell of a run, though, and I profited off the run. But I didn't stay in it, though. I'm not holding that shit. I dumped it because I'm a trader. And then moved on to the next one. Now, when we talk about cryptocurrency and stores of value, right? When we talk about cryptocurrency that are backed by gold and stores of value, it's only really one that comes to, to mind, in my opinion, that actually holds a store of value. And I'm going to show y'all what that is right now. That is the DGX token. It's the only one that holds an actual store of value like gold. There's no other cryptocurrency out there right now that holds, remember, store of value, not pump, not, not hella profit, just store of value. That's it. This thing's been between $41 and $53 because it's, it's tied to a gram of gold. This is all you're going to see out of DGX. That's it. Look at that. That's a store of value, family. That's a store of value. Even when everything else is pumping it, this ain't got anything to do with cryptocurrency because it's tied to gold. This is tied to gold. Not is it, you know, can physically represent or, you know, this is tied to the price of gold. That's it. That's all. This is a store of value. So if somebody wanted a, a cryptocurrency backed token, that's, a that's actually a store of value that's equivalent to gold, then you would go with DGX, not KBC. If you're looking for hella games... Then you would rock with KBC, like where it's at right now. I mean, look, at we found a bottom right here. In fact, let me see. If we can hold our gains right here, what is this, 236? I mean, 786? If we can break this to the upside, I mean, shit, look at the amount of profits you can make. Let me see. Just from where we're at right now. Not even going totally up, just back up to the hump. That's 100, uh, what, I'm going to say 100%. It's 98.97. That's 100% gains. That's 100% gains. And look how long it took to do that before. One, two, three, four days. Even though that would be called a, a classic pump and dump. Just to be honest, pump and dump. Because all the rest of this is nice organic growth. You see that? Well, most of it. 
this is most likely what we're going to see again. Loop around, loop around. People start buying again. But yeah, this one right here, real nasty. That was a pump and dump, it, so it seems. But difference in store of value. This is store of value. I want people to comprehend these things and understand these concepts when you're jumping into this space so that you know the difference when people are talking to you. You can comprehend and understand what you're saying. Brother Sidney, what's going on, King? Peace, power, and prosperity. Brother Douglas, Grand Rising. I sold my KBC to get KCB. Very good. It's a gram of gold. KBC will be 42 cents by July 4th because of the gold backing. And that's, that's, that's what I'm betting on. That's exactly what I'm betting on. The pump was because of the volume, not the gold backing. I'm not saying it's about the gold backing. It ain't got anything to do with gold backing because it's not backed by gold right now. That's, that's what I'm speaking on. It ain't got anything to do with the gold backing. It got to do with it being pumped and dumped because it's just a crypto. That's all. But that's what I'm betting on is it to be backed by gold July 4th. That's what I'm trading on anyways. Uh... KBC will be a store when it settles. Mm -hmm. With that being said, fam, it's 1017. I'm about to go on about my business, make me some breakfast, start my day. I want to thank everybody that tuned in for the Early Rising Show of Coffee and Crypto with the Bitcoin Block Bully Financial Fridays. Um, with that being said, I wonder who this is. Uh, I thank everybody that tuned in. Stay tuning in. Family, for anybody that's interested in any of my workshops, for those just getting into the space, first and foremost, if you're just getting into the space and you really don't know about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, I highly, highly, highly advise you to get, well, I don't advise you. You should check out my book. I got a book available. comes with a free 30-minute consultation. You can ask people that you may know that follow me how the book is, if they purchased it, what they heard about it. But it's definitely a must, in my opinion, a must-get it really breaks down everything in a simplified form. And then you get a consultation with me thereafter where you can ask me whatever the hell you want. So use the book to build the foundation and then come to me so we can build on top of the foundation. You draw what I'm saying? Also, I got workshops for beginners, workshops for novices, workshops for experts, to say to experts, um, DeFi workshops, one-on-one uh, -on -one personal consoles. Um, just reach out to me via inbox, via DM, via email, um, cryptonomic console at gmail.com c-r-y-p-t-o-n-o-m-i-c-c-o-n-s-u-l at gmail.com with that being said family until the next video until the next podcast this is the mayor of chicago crypto hustler peace power and prosperity family i am out of here